0: The Mobile Listening Lab visited the Starshine Summit in Little Rock at the end of June to record conversations with advocates, people of faith, nonprofits, philanthropists, and community leaders. We spoke with Joyvin Benton and Ryan Davis on how unique storytelling can cause an impact on the impoverished community.
1: Joyvin Benton, um, very unique name, is actually a kosher wine called Joyvin. <laughs> but uh, storytelling is important if we want to create narrative changes. For me, uh, in the work that I do around fundraising, uh, evaluation type work, to be able to share the different perspectives and the unique perspectives of people, um, not only in this state but in this country, and really being able to uplift the voices of the uh, marginalized, the disenfranchised. And to do that you have to be able to share uh, some unique perspectives, things, your lived experiences, and share them in a way that they can connect and be compelling to others who may have opportunities to help or create some changes or some structural changes, systemic changes, those type of things. Um, If we don't connect with people and connect those stories to other people, it's hard for people to have a sense of, or a desire to create change.
0: I concur with everything that Joyven has said, and so I'll just say my name. No, I'm um, <laughs> Ryan Davis, um, and I'll speak specifically to uh, the Micah Fellows Program, which is a, a fellowship cohort of church and uh, church lay leaders and clergy um, connected to the ALICE Initiative in Arkansas. And um, the ALICE Initiative is a specific um, Way to me that narrative uh, a specific way that I've seen uh, right that I've seen narrative change in action uh, because the dominant narrative around poverty about the persistence of poverty um, has always been around the idea of personal responsibility and not about how policies um, affect um, those types of outcomes and so um, you know some of the dominant narratives um that are rooted in misinterpretations of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let, let me say this. I hear people say this all the time, and, and I'm a seminarian and a preacher and a church person and a religious person. I hear people say all the time, what well, Jesus said that the poor you'll always have with you. People don't realize, first off, we have to understand that verse in context. Second off, preach. Jesus was quoting uh, the 15th chapter of Deuteronomy when he said the poor will always be with you. The second part of that verse says, and therefore, I command you to always be open handed with the needy and the poor. Mm -hmm. I think that Jesus was making a commentary on the fact that society is so selfish Mm -hmm. that we will unfortunately always have poor people among us. um, You know, but if you look at the prophets, uh, the message of the prophets is around justice for the poor. Whenever the prophets are talking about a day of the Lord, they're talking about a day of justice. So for me... As a religious person, I want to be consistent in changing the narrative uh, of the institutional church from this idea of individualism and individual (coughs) responsibility to societal responsibility for uh, the poor, the indigent, the damned, the marginalized, Mm -hmm. and so on. And that is why. Mm
1: Yeah, it's a way to build collective action. Yeah. And get people to really start working together because if you see, you can see yourself in someone else, mm-hmm. um, you are more inclined to like want to help that person. And oftentimes we look at others as the other mm-hmm. and we disconnect ourselves from their story. But if people don't tell their story and tell their story in a way that's going to. I guess almost force people to listen, mm-hmm. then, you know, you miss that opportunity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we can, it gets uh sewn up as being, uh, you know, this kind of work being an act of individual compassion mm-hmm. and not um a mandate, a societal mandate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, no matter how you feel. Right. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I think if we have this idea of being able to say, hey, we are supposed to, it's not all just you're responsible. You're you're responsible for you, right? So Mm -hmm. we say in this, you work, but I think as uh, Dr. West said earlier, people are working, but yet you don't have benefits. You don't have health insurance. So I'm being responsible, but yet what's the responsibility in order to pay people Mm -hmm. a living wage? Like Mm -hmm. if we're putting forth the effort to go to work Take care of our families. Then who? What's a, what's the effort on the other side? Like everybody has responsibility. So are we saying, I have responsibility, but the corporation doesn't have a responsibility. Right. That the church doesn't have a responsibility. The government doesn't have a responsibility. What? What are they? We here just to serve them, and that's the problem.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. we're not here to serve them. You know, it should be mutual.
0: Absolutely. To learn more about the Starshine Summit, go to starshinesummit.com. To find out how the Mobile Listening Lab can be at your next event, go to kuaflisteninglab.com.